one. Good morning. Welcome to the MT for Christ 247 podcast. I am MT Clark, and this little Zoom meeting is more than a Zoom meeting. It's a Bible study, and it's a little program we produce uh, that we call uh, Bible Study with the Sincatis, as we are joined by Arthur and Susanna Sincati, who's on the road in Texas, and uh, also my lovely wife, Tammy Lynn Clark, is sitting in uh, for the study that will be called uh, Where Do Thoughts, or we'll ask the question, uh, Where Do Thoughts Come From? Uh, but before we jump into our study, I'll say good morning and uh, invite Arthur to pray us in. So good morning. Good morning, good morning everyone. Uh, once again, joy to be here. Mm. Joy to see my lovely wife uh, miles away in Austin, Texas. But uh, praise God for technology. This is uh, very exciting. We feel like we're really 21st century here. <laughs> so... Um, yes, let us uh, come before the throne of grace this morning. Lord, we're uh, so grateful that regardless of distance and space and time, you transcend all those elements, Lord. And you've gifted us in such a way now that we can see and, and hear one another. But you are somehow in the midst of us um, miraculously in, in ways that, that we uh, do not grasp or cannot comprehend, but we're happy to um, experience that. We're happy to submit to your your presence here, uh, Holy Spirit, orchestrating our Bible study, uh, renewing our minds, and and uh, leading us and guiding us in in pathways of of truth that are life giving, that are satisfying to our soul. The very things that we that we long for, Lord, we've come together in one accord to participate in this morning. And um, we ask that you would have liberality and freedom to lead us and guide us. We speak blessing over our time together, Lord God, that it would be a blessing, that you would uh, bless us and make us a blessing as well. And we're grateful for all of this. And we ask and uh, and seal it all in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, uh, it's been a rich uh, time these past days and weeks and, and months in the Lord and the things that he's doing uh, in these last days is really uh, exciting. It's if anybody's not on board with the things of God or uh, excited or willing to uh, step up uh, to a greater maturity, uh, uh, a new level in, in your spirituality and your relationship with Christ, now is a great time. It really is. Our, our Susanna and I, our course study with Tom Griffith uh, through Greater Formations, um, a particular study called Releasing the, the Resources of Heaven has just really uh, uh, perked and, and tweaked our um, understanding and a hunger for the supernatural. Uh, we're so limited in what we can do in, in the natural, <laughs> uh, in any capacity of life. But God wants to partner with us. It's his intent to uh, speak uh, through us as his ambassadors. And, and so... And there's some uh, principles involved there that uh, oftentimes the church neglects 
as it's as it's just being as it's doing church right because there's a certain mechanics there that is uh is is necessary but can become unfortunate and so in any event it's become uh, uh a rich time for, for us and today's study it was generated out of one of the um, uh, um, companion books that uh, our coach, Tom Griffith, had recommended to us uh, called Exposing the Spiritual Roots of Diseases. Mm. And it's by Henry Wright um, and Henry W. Wright. And uh, read this a couple of months ago. Um, just uh, electrifying my perspective towards reality. And so um, our opening verse today comes from 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. And it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Hallelujah. Uh, a companion verse to this could be um, Romans 12, 2, which says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Uh, I didn't include that in the study for space, but that's definitely a, a, a central uh, verse of Scripture that we want to apply to our thinking and our thought processing. And I'm focusing on this today because it's a uh, it's it's a verse that we've been toying with uh, uh, for a long time. I think we reference it often in our studies, but I think this is the first time that we're actually really putting it under the un, under the microscope and saying, let's look at um, uh, <clears throat> uh, let's look at Second Corinthians ten, uh, and um, let's let's discuss it, let's exegete it, let's consider. Uh, what's being expressed here and the, the various dimensions uh, of that um, and, and let the weight of it settle upon our souls. <laughs> I think that's the real intent here. And so as I've already said, the title of the study comes from uh, Dr. Henry Wright's book. Uh, and um, this question is, is so very under considered, I, I think, <laughs> even as I, as I think about the questions, the only the, the only place that I know where my thoughts come from is my thoughts on regarding this question comes from that book. Okay, so um, I, uh, it's like drowning in an ocean and wondering where water comes from, right? Because we're we're always, or or better yet, a fish wondering where water comes from. We're we're always thinking. I I wish many times I could shut my brain off and not think. And of course, that's the that is the um, intent of many Eastern religions and Eastern uh, methodologies of meditation, etc. Which uh, Mark is a, is a, is an expert on for me here. Former practitioner, go uh, meditation, many many different forms. But yeah, uh, what they would call calm abiding would be just to focus on an object, uh, your breath. Um, which is um, good calming, uh, a good calming practice um, to to calm yourself and uh, to get peace, but to, to really to really um, 
to really have peace, we we need well, we need to have our 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 peace from God through faith in Jesus Christ, and yeah. then we need to, to take every thought captive. You know, these are great verses because these are the life the yeah. life verses of the church, or they should be. Um, we take every thought captive, and we renew the uh, renew the mind. You know, with the uh, the Word of God, and that's how we get peace. Is uh, otherwise, we can't just shut them off. And because they're going to come back, you know, they are, they, like you said, we're drowning in an ocean of thoughts. And it's like, it's, they're always there. But what we can do is uh, direct our thoughts on uh, God's truth. Um, to help yes. Us. Yeah. Yes. Um, the, the practice of emptying the mind um, has some elements of, of danger to it. Yeah. Because uh, an, an empty mind is susceptible to anything. And as, as we are going to see and learn today that thoughts have a source. All right. So uh, this is very much likened to you know, a verse that Susanna uh, likes to quote often about uh, uh, D Jesus is speaking of uh, demonic activity and he's casting out demons and he talks about a, a demon being dispossessed from from an individual goes out into a dry and arid land and then it, it searches for a place to land and it says I'll just go back to my original location and if that place is swept clean and empty then he it, the demon has has free access there and sometimes brings uh, uh, seven demons with it and the condition of the person is worse than it was before. So uh, the aim and the impetus is not to empty our mind, but to renew our mind, to fill it with the word of God, um, because this is where we find life uh, <clears throat> and truth and coming in alignment with God is a real source of, as Mark said, uh, peace and joy. Uh, so um, Henry Wright uh, writes, uh, uh, for Christians, some of our thoughts are from the Holy Spirit. Some of our thoughts are our own, but others are from the enemy. So these are the three sources of, of thoughts uh, mm. that it's, it's not, uh, you know, we want to think that we're in charge of the train, you know, we're uh, Americans and, and, uh, we're captains of our own ship here, and uh, you know I'm going to uh, uh, just uh, hunker down and do this thing between my ears. But there, this thought flying around out there, um, and you know some of it is uh, in, intangible that we can't identify. Some of it does come from sources. We've got our senses that are always drinking in information and processing that. So uh, so we'll start with, uh, let's start with the Holy Spirit, okay? That's a great place to start. The best place um, to start. <laughs> the best place to start. Uh, there is uh, much scriptural evidence that the Holy Spirit can and does speak directly into our thought lives. Mm. Um, it's all over the scripture. I picked, uh, I, I drew out two, Second Peter, 121 tells us that for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So this movement of the Holy Spirit, uh, anybody who's ever prophesied uh, uh, before, 
there are different manners and methodologies the way this comes to a person. Sometimes it comes by virtue of an audible voice from God, and then we repeat what God is saying. Um, it's always consistent with God's word. We know that. That's a, that is a, uh, a foundational truth. But um, much of the times, it, it just it comes into our thinking. And this is uh, how this happens, of course, how God navigates and, and the, the mechanics of, of how he does this is obscure to us. But um, all of a sudden, something comes into our thinking, maybe completely out in left field. It wasn't because of... Uh, you know, your experience with the breakfast cereal this morning or, um, you know, the the uh, news broadcast on the way in the car or some glancing thing that happened out of the corner of your eye, a thought comes comes into your, your mind. And um, it may even be a pressing thought where God is, is saying this, this needs to be shared. This thought is not just for you. It's for the community. Um, it's for the people around you. And uh, this pressing notion can uh, so, some people uh, who have uh, got in uh, prophecy, uh, Susanna has uh, expressed this. You, you, your heart starts racing. You're 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 actually thinking to yourself, if if I don't share this, I'm in trouble. <laughs> this is consequences are going to be. Uh, there's going to be consequences for for this. God's telling me to to share this, and um, I need to be obedient here. Right. So, and, I mean, as you point out, Scripture is full of this. I mean, this is God's right. interacting through the prophets. He speaks to the prophets to say this. Thus says the Lord. Um, that's right. You know, delivered through the Holy Spirit um, that tells him to do do it. That the Old Testament, you know, the, the the Spirit of God was there, and suddenly they started to do what prophesy. Um, second Second um, Timothy three sixteen tells us all all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. How that comes through the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, in a way, he's you know author of the Bible um, because he he gave the the word to men to speak and write down, and and that's what instructs us. And um, as you say, sometimes you get a compelling word um, to to you know pray for this person, help this person, do this thing. And when you walk in the Spirit, that's that's what leads you. Um, you know, because you and, and the Holy Spirit doesn't lead you astray; He leads you to do things that are good. And we can we we. You don't have to be fearful because we can test test it by the fruit you know what's produced by it we have to be careful but um the holy spirit it does is there to guide us with his word and he illuminates his word as um you know basically he gives you the meaning um uh, that you didn't see before when you have studied a bible verse so many times and suddenly you get a new understanding of it um he also um he also brings it um to light uh, to speak to others and to, to 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 lead us in the way we should go, it calls us us to repent. You know, suddenly, wow, we really have to change the way we live because now I have conviction that's brought by the Holy Spirit, um, and he discerns, helps us to discern evil spirits. You know, you ever go to some place and go, this things just aren't right here. Um, mm -hmm. Holy Spirit's revealing to you that the spiritual forces of darkness are in the, in that space, and you know, hopefully, we'll uh, you know to help you discern the spirits. And the um, the final thing is, um, you know, um, 
the, the word says, don't worry about, you know, when men come to call you before them to be condemned or whatever, <laughs> don't worry about what you'll say because the Holy Spirit will give mm -hmm. you words to speak um you know in those trials um you know or to be silent <laughs> you know so it's it's all spirit spirit uh the holy spirit's guidance and um he's alive and well um uh, but you have to seek the lord and um uh, repent and you know uh, be open to um what he has to say be seeking the lord and his will for your life and surrender to it and suddenly um, a lot of the thoughts that will come in your head are you are un, unlike uh, the ones you had before you came to Christ. Um, yes, God's will. Yes, yes, yes to all of the above. Mm -hmm. Again, I, as I said in the beginning, the Scripture is in in Mark is is reiterated. Scripture is rich with this this understanding. It, it, it almost again to the point uh, that it's something that we take for granted that God can and does intersect our thought life. And this is a good thing. This is not, you know, this is not creepy or, um, or a bad thing. Uh, another foundational scripture that speaks directly to this phenomenon is Matthew 16, 16, where Peter identifies Jesus as the Christ, the son of the living God. Mm -hmm. And Jesus tells him, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven, in other words, he didn't figure it out on his own. He was given this information. It was downloaded into him. Um, you might uh, conjecture that if anybody could have figured it out on his own, because uh, Peter's walking with Jesus, he's one of the disciples, he's observing, he's seeing miracles, he's listening to Jesus, he's checking out what's going on. But at other times later, after this, after Matthew 16, you Peter seems to forget. <laughs> he, he seems to, uh, let's say, oops. Uh, um, he applies his own thinking and he thinks, uh, as a matter of fact, like about eight seconds later, he starts to apply his own thinking <laughs> in, this, in this passage of scripture um, where Jesus is talking about um, his uh, crucifixion. And um, uh, Jesus has to rebuke Peter and right. say, get behind me, Satan. And that's, uh, and that's, and there yeah. it is right there, uh, that, yeah. you know, it's been revealed to him that the Holy Spirit has, has, uh, has, has revealed that the fact that he's the Messiah and right on the heels of that, he's influenced by, you know, the world and it, uh, you know, Jesus calls it the, the enemy. He says, yeah. Satan, is showing, Satan is inspiring you to say this because you're, you're going against what I'm saying. You just called me the Messiah, and you're telling me I'm wrong. Or <laughs> you know, um, that's the spirit of literally Antichrist. You're speaking against me, um, yes. and 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 thus the enemy can influence um, the way we think. Um, you know, so right. I, I think yeah. that one of the things that is most um, used by the enemy, by Satan and his demons, is to say, "Did they really say that?" Did God really say that? Did you know Peter in, in Peter's mind? He's like, did Jesus really just say that he's going to go to the cross and die? What what was that? That can't be right. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's always. It seems to me that the thoughts that um, Satan use uses, he doesn't have anything new. 
Mm -hmm. He's just got the old stuff that he's been using. And to come to you and say, are you sure that's really what God wants you to do? Um, you know, the Holy Spirit comes in and says, you know, you should talk to that lady over there. She seems to be, you know, sad. And the spirit, the demon will come in and say, you know, did, did the Holy Spirit really ask you to go talk to her? I don't think so. Right. You, you're, you're busy. Or your flesh, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, that's yeah, how I don't, don't want to do it. I, as I, say, see? I don't want to seem weird. I, I, right. I don't want to do that. Right. right, right. So we have to take those thoughts captive and, and we do have to be careful. You know, <laughs> I remember, um, you know, growing up in the church and being a young teenager and everything. And um, you could use the Holy Spirit to tell somebody, I think God wants me to marry you. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of months later, they'll say, I think the Holy Spirit said, no, you're not the one. <laughs> Changed his mind. <laughs> and I, what is that? And they called it, you know, um, something evangelistic dating or something. I, re, I just remember it had a silly name, mm -hmm. but sometimes we can use that phrase to um, manipulate people yeah. or to manipulate a situation. We have to be very careful. And I think this is a timely message about thoughts in your head because um, we, you know, when you're inundated with uh, the news and the media and whatever is going on in the culture, it's easy. It's easier for the the not godly thoughts yeah. to slip yeah. in um, right. because we're really we're really inundated with all this other stuff in the culture. Yeah, we just go. Yeah, it's easier to go with the flow. Everyone, hey guys, everyone says this is okay now, and this is how things are. We've got to get with the times and. You know, I know the word of God says this, but everyone else is saying that. So let's be nice and loving and go along. Uh, we don't have to necessarily agree with them, but let's not dis disagree with them. You know, it's like, oh, you know, you're in trouble. Uh, all very well said. What we're dealing with is a blend that happens uh, within um, our thinking and between our ears. And the blend is what we have to uh, apply discernment towards. Uh, I said that, uh, again, I'm reiterating how, uh, how God drops into our heads is, is unclear. It's noteworthy to say that if our wellspring of memory and thinking uh, uh, with the uh, is if if our thinking is filled with the wellspring of of God's word, then we will be far more likely to recognize a thought that's that's not from God or that is from God. So um, renewing the mind, uh, it's it's the garbage in, garbage out uh, scenario with the, the computer dynamics, for instance. Uh, if 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 our thinking is filled with God's word. Um, then we're far more uh, likely to be able to distinguish the difference. You know, it's it's Christmas time, and one of the films that's out, uh, you know, that's shown this time of year is It's a Wonderful Life. 
And there's this there's this great scene after I mean it's all it's a slow burn, guys. Um, but there's a great scene basically where uh Mr. Potter is talking to George Bailey and he's talking about, hey, you know, let's just do business together and let's sit down and you know, you can come work for me or whatever. And he and George Bailey is is listening to his his arguments and everything, and he gets to a point where he you know, is going to sign a contract and some, some point comes up where it's revealed to him. He realizes who he's sitting down with. He's sitting down with like the, the biggest scoundrel in, in the community. And he's about to, you know, sign off on going with him. And cause he asks about his, his people or whatever um, people he cares about. And he says, I ah, don't worry about them, you know, just sign, you know, sign the document. And he, and he, and he gets upset and he says, I won't, you know, and he, he's, he refuses to sign off on it and he says you know you could you know it was just almost a, a great a great yeah. a great scene of where you're almost like giving in the temptation and where he just says no i won't do it and yeah. uh, you know and because he realized in his spirit that he was coming into line with the uh the spiritual forces of darkness you know of the material world if not the spiritual um it's just sort of a great thing and that's and that's what the holy spirit does for us is when we're when we have that sense in us you know we go against you know we go against you know the, the world's uh standards of what's okay and uh realize that no that comes against the word of god and you know mm-hmm. I, I understand let's all get along but what you're saying is wrong what you're saying is evil and there's a better way it's the word of you know the word of god it shows us the way and you're going against yep. it, you know yeah so the the next uh, piece in in the blend is our own thoughts and since we've been made in god's likeness and image it, it stands to reason that we would have a creative capacity to think abstract thoughts um, unlike the animals which evidence suggests have only the capacity to compile information necessary for function, we most definitely take thinking to a higher level. So um, we're the next uh, a piece in this in this trinity, all right? We do have thoughts. We take in information. We process it. We connect the dots. Um, we learn things. We uh, uh, We have our ear gates and our eye gates, which which drink in the world around us. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we, and, and then there's a whole, there's a whole ab- abstract element to that. We add, you know, uh, metaphysical thought and we add philosophy to that and we uh, form opinions about what's going on. Uh, and, and this is again, the battleground. Okay. What, what, uh, what are those opinions based on? Um, uh, are they based? Do they, are they rooted in reality? Do they have uh, um, a, a noble, natural um, bent or, or outcome? So we have the capacity to have our own thoughts. And Isaiah uh, fifty-five eight says, "For uh, this is the Lord speaking: For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways," says the Lord. So. Um, we could look at that as a as a kind of rebuke. Is he goes on to say, you know, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Well, of course they are. You're God, and and that's uh, uh, that's a standard truth. 
but it also, the, the verse suggests, God is suggesting that you have thoughts. I mean, that's what I'm, you know, conveying here, that we have thoughts, okay? That's, um, that's, a, great, that's a great point. <laughs> you know? uh, I don't think I've ever heard that point made before, Arthur, basically on a simple level, that, that um, you, you have your own thoughts and... and um, and and you're responsible for them but uh yes importantly they are your own you're not an automaton of god you know we're exactly. made in god's image and we're given a great capacity to reason and think and everything but sort of a cautionary tale in the verse as well is that you know we can come up with stuff that is not uh, in line with god and um and pretty creepy so it's it's a it's a gift and a curse you know <laughs> um that it we is. have this great c capacity to create things in our minds and ponder things and um and whatnot but uh we so we have a great capacity for good and then unfortunately we have a, a equal our imaginations can equally be used for evil um yeah. and that could not you know not necessarily demonically inspired mm -hmm. us, you know us inspired yeah. you know so we don't have to look right. for a demon behind every bad thought we do <laughs> sometimes it's right. like well, us. genesis 6 5 uh substantiates that it gives a bleak picture concerning the thoughts uh, of unregenerate man. Uh, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only e evil continually. Wow. Now, this was a, a... You know, I think that right there, I mean, it doesn't say it in the text, but I think this, you know, like really is are men evil? Well, one thing that's, that drives men is selfishness. And... Yes. It doesn't really speak of love. And so that capacity in us just to be me and mine and give me what I want and I don't care what's right is, you know, that's the thing that's evil continually. Um, is right. that we can disregard everything else and everyone else uh, to please, please ourselves, our flesh. Yeah. Yeah. I think it comes from, um, you know, people talk about it, it comes from a survival um, basis. You know, God gave us. Um, a, a, a propensity to want to survive. You know, if you're if you're in a situation that's dangerous, or you're in a situation that's possibly uh, could hurt you, or could could you know hurt your family, or whatever, you you kick into survival mode, mm. and you and you want to protect yourself. So that that's a good thing on one level that you do want to take care of yourself. You want to take care of your, your own. But on another level, Jesus taught us, he says, I give you a new commandment, that you're to love one another, and that you're to, to consider other people first. And, and that goes, that flies smack into the face of, of our survival tactics yeah. of, I, you know, take care of me, I got to take care of me. Um, and again, you have to balance it. One of my favorite words is balance. You can't just like, go crazy on one side or crazy on the other side you you have to recognize the balance of it yes yeah there was a, you know these amber alerts where where children are you know taken or miss whatever and there <clears throat> there was one yet uh excuse me yesterday and <clears throat> excuse me um and two children were taken mm -hmm. and it, the amber alert went out here in texas and within 30 minutes, somebody noticed the car 
Now, here's where you the, the guy was like, I don't know what to do. He's like, could this person have a gun? Could they have something evil? Could they hurt the children if I if I get in touch, you know, if I try to confront him or whatever? So he he, you know, he did the steps, he calls 911, and they all come. And uh, you know, sure enough, they're they're able to rescue the children and they're able to to catch the, the perpetrator. But there's there was a balance. The guy had to say, you know, I want to rush in and take and rescue those kids, but am I putting them in, in jeopardy? Am I putting myself in jeopardy? What do I need to do? And I think that's where we, we rely on the Holy Spirit to tell us, you know, wait or rush in. He's going to tell us what to do, right. But yeah. we, you know, our thoughts are also going to slip in there too. Yeah. That's a well, great uh, example. You call on the higher power, right? And call in for help from the authority. And, uh, and yeah, for the yeah. matters for sure. And in the world, in the world, you know. Yeah, uh, as I'm listening and we're mingling our thoughts, I'm thinking to myself that apart from demonic activity, uh, man in and of himself is perfectly capable of destroying everything. <laughs> I think that seems evident too, right? We can go. <laughs> Satan could just take his hands off and say, you know, I'm just going to let this thing downward spiral <laughs> on its own. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So Wright uh, goes on to say, the author that we're talking about today, uh, uh, Henry Wright, goes on to, to make a case for the triune nature of, of uh, man, that's supposed to be man, physical, soulish, and spiritual. First uh, Thessalonians uh, 5.23 flushes this out and confirms it. Now, may the God of peace himself <laughs> sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved, blameless, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the soulish realm is where is is the place where this tug of war of various thinking is is played out. And so I just want to add that what I just said about the triune nature of man is rather controversial in Christian circles, depending on what denominational camp you land in or talk to. Yeah, let, me um, just, let me just ask the question: What you talking about, Willis? Um, <laughs> when you when you say that when you say that you're talking about the the, the three parts of man that's uh, uh, shown in Scripture, I would imagine, um, um, our our flesh, uh, our spirit, and our souls. Yes. Yeah. And the place where it gets controversial is is the language and the wording of, of soul and spirit. Oftentimes those words are used interchangeably in in, um, in scripture. Uh, oftentimes, if, if you look up definitions, uh, one will define the other. So there's uh, uh, some crossover and, and gray area in the two realms. But um, uh, I would submit and Many authors, Derek Prince included, uh, and many uh, Neil Anderson, sustain and and undergird the under the notion that there's a um, there's a, a separate dynamic in in our, our soulishness, our mind, will, emotion, our thinking capacity, and our spirit man. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, Pastor Finn used to put it this way. You know, uh, speaking to salvation, um, when when you when you get saved, so to speak, when you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, um, when you uh, uh, are born again, this is a 
This is an event. This is a, a one-time situation. Uh, you're not born again every morning, as, as some people like to say. But when you're born again, this is your spirit, man, that is renewed. This is your spirit that's sealed by the Holy Spirit. Um, mm -hmm. But sanctification speaks to soulishness. That's working out your salvation with fear and trembling, as Paul goes on to say in the epistles. Uh, and that is, a, that is a process. And, and what we're talking about is, is how and where this process takes place. Finally, our physical bodies will be saved on the last day of the day in, in resurrection. Uh, Job says that in my flesh, I will see God. And that's powerful. So we are saved, we're being saved, and we sh will be saved. And this is a, just a, another facet that speaks to the, the triune nature of man, how we're created in God's image. And the, um, the uh, separation, even uh, Hebrews 4, where it talks about the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, cutting, dividing between soul and spirit, between joints and marrow, and quick to discern the thoughts and, the thoughts and intents of the heart. So there's, there is a difference between the spirit man or the spiritual realm and our soulish realm. Mm -hmm. And uh, Wright draws that out more in, in, this, in this book. Mm -hmm. uh, so again, uh, the most controversial is whether Satan can affect our thinking. And uh, we tend to flip in extremes on both sides of that. Some people are running around uh, claiming that Satan made them do everything. And some people in the church are saying, no, uh, you're saved. Um, Satan has no authority or capacity to penetrate your thinking. Uh, this is a fallacy. This uh, can, cannot happen to a person who is as the Holy Spirit. Well, uh, both of those extremes, uh, I, I believe, are in inaccurate and uh, are, are, are not substantiated by reality or experience or scripture. Um, uh, for, for a scriptural basis, basically, we would point to uh, scriptures like First uh, Chronicles 21.1, where it says Satan stood up against Israel and moved him to count, uh, you know, do the census and, and um, yep. uh, to do the census. So it was like Satan, Satan influenced David to do this. Like, how did he do that? Well, he probably yep. thought, say, hey, it's a good idea to, uh, you know, uh, number number the people so I can create an army. Uh, but God said not to do that. Well, it's a good idea. Um, no, <laughs> it was Satan moving him to do that, according to scripture. Um, and then there's obviously Peter, what we just talked about, you know, basically how he, yep. um, you know, basically was denying, you know, oh, no, Christ, you don't have to die. You know, don't do that. And then there's Judas. Uh, uh, it says that Satan put it in his heart to betray Jesus um, and his thoughts. And then there's Ananias and Sapphira, uh, basically, who lied to the early church. And he said, why did this, you know, why did you, uh, Satan, you know, uh, why did you agree with Satan, basically, and, and go against the Holy Spirit? Um, so there's there's scriptural basis. Those are the, the, the big ones that uh, uh, Dr. Neil Anderson uses to show that the enemy can influence our thoughts. So it's not yeah. so far off base that we're making this up on our own. It's it's in it's in the Bible. So. Right. Right. Um, I used it, uh, several of those myself here. Uh, and um, it, it uh, I, I said that we, we often receive temptation from outside. But in those cases, 
It's uh, the onus is upon our thinking to embrace or reject it. The bigger question is whether Satan can somehow insert thoughts and the classic two scriptures and and um, uh, uh, Mark uh, folded in several others. I, I think that the the key um, uh, notion or understanding with especially with Ananias and Sapphira and uh, Judas Iscariot and, and even Peter that these were Christians. These Saved. They were Christians, so to speak. Okay, um, and um, they're walking with Jesus. They're uh, um, uh, Ananias and Sapphira are post-resurrection, right? They were part of the church and flowing in in uh, in church life in, in some capacity. And and Peter is very emphatic, uh, saying, uh, "Why has Satan um, uh, uh, tempted you or compelled you to to do this thing?" So somehow this crazy notion entered their thinking of uh, holding back a, a sum of money, which they had promised. It's, it's not that they were obligated to give it. It's that they had, had given their word. They had made a vow to give it, and then they lied to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Wright says uh, the church is woefully ignorant about temptation. It acts like it can't be tempted anymore. Well, obviously it can uh, it would be foolish, even dangerous, uh, to be oblivious to this truth. So um, that's a, a, a key point that we're, we're driving mean, at today. All, all the verses on spiritual warfare, you know, why do we have to, what are we fighting against if, if we're putting on the whole armor of God and we're taking every thought captive? And, uh, right. and uh, Paul talks about that Satan could deceive us and take us from the pure thing that, that is Christ Jesus. Um so these are warnings to the church um, that we need to be on guard and stand firm. And and if there yeah. was, if the enemy couldn't influence us, what are we fighting against? Um, right. I, I granted we can fight against our own selfishness, but uh, but yes, yeah, it's spiritual warfare for a reason. We're fighting the enemy. Yes. So I so I want to turn the corner here just to say that. Um, concerning our study today is certainly not to plant despair by suggesting that we're completely powerless to the whims of the spiritual forces, that we are kind of like omatrons and we just sit waiting to receive the download of, you know, bad in information or good information. You know, the good, the good angel or the bad angel is, is speaking into our ears and telling us what to do. And, and we're just uh, whimsically controlled by these uh, uh, higher forces. Now, such is not the case. The truth is that we can exercise power uh, the power of choice as to what thoughts we should entertain and embrace. And the key defense maneuver is to cut off uh, points of entry of satanic activity. Uh, Ephesians 4, 26, 27 calls this a, a foothold or an opportunity. It says, uh, the verse says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and do not let the devil uh, uh, give the uh, devil an opportunity. In, in the CSB. So um, our, our choices uh, and um, what are some of the things that we gravitate towards, both in, in our physical uh, travels and in our thought life, and even in some of our spiritual activity, right? Um, uh, uh, give opportunity, uh, potentially give opportunity to the devil to have Legal access, that's a key mm -hmm. element, to have legal access uh, to 
uh, our thinking. We've basically invited him in. Okay, yeah. so it, it, it may be something as benign as uh, fortune cookies or the horoscope in the newspaper. I don't even know if they still do that or um, uh, more aggressive uh, like uh, uh, tarot cards or Ouija boards or um, going to a, 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 a palm reader or a fortune teller and things of that sort. Or, um, you know, it, it, it may be. Um, uh, more flagrant realms, like looking at pornography, or um, you know, uh, uh, or uh, playing uh, uh, violent videos that uh, exalt death and and mm -hmm. and destruction. Uh, we're opening the door <laughs> and saying, "Come on in, Satan, and have free reign. Just bounce around in there." Because we're embracing these kind of thinkings and we're giving them credibility and credence and saying, oh, yeah, this is a good thing, even though it might be completely contrary to the word of God and to the ways of God, his ordered universe, okay, which is ordered for our benefit, not for our oppression. He, he, everything he created was good, he said was good, and then he placed us in the midst of it that we would flourish, not that we would be oppressed. And the very thing that Satan tempts Eve with is something that she already had. That's why it was called a temptation and a deception. So this is not, you know, uh, for uh, 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 just to squeeze us. Um, the maniacal God trying to make life just completely unpleasant. Uh, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And that's the joy of the Lord is our strength. Indeed. So uh, a return to our opening scripture, just to uh, sort of uh, exegete that a little bit more, uh, more accurately, is that we have an aggressive role to play here. And I, wanna, I didn't underline it, but I'm going to underline aggressive here. And I, I would suggest uh, taking this uh, solely upon our, uh, or I wouldn't suggest taking it solely upon our help, but to ask the helper, the Holy Spirit, for help in this matter. I, you know, this should genuinely be uh, a, a part of our daily prayer. Uh, Lord, uh, help me with my thought life. Um, I'm, I'm struggling with this. Confess, make, make this a point of confession. Honest, you know, let's get, let's get honest with God. I'm, I'm struggling in this area, Lord. You already know it, you know. Not a thought, David says in the Psalms, you know, not a thought is formed on my brain, on my mind, that you don't already know it fully. He, he already knows, but there's power in, 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 in us, um, in, in our confession uh, before God. And uh, since the language is clear that a, a battle is involved, we, we don't have to go far to learn that in this warfare, the victory belongs to the Lord, uh, Proverbs uh, 21, 31 says. And that's powerful. So uh, we're not in this alone. We're not uh, uh, whimsically subject to spiritual forces. Uh, and so returning to our central key verse, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or fleshly, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Mm. And uh, the difference between a stronghold and a foothold is in regard to their fortification. You know, uh, We might give Satan a, a foothold, an opening into our into our thinking, into our self, into our soul, um, 
but it, it only becomes a stronghold when we when we chew on it, when yeah. we entertain, when we when we gratify it, when we say, oh, this is a good thing, actually, oh, because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. It must be a good thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, that's that's a, I love I love the way you brought that out. Um, so many things uh, there because the sin is is your foothold. Oh, well, you know, hey, stealing work this time. Um, that was that was a good idea. <laughs> and then the stronghold becomes, I am now a thief and I am going to steal every time as my default. Like, hey, you just steal it. Um, that's the stronghold is the belief right. that this is OK to do. And the foothold is where the enemy comes in. He gets permission to to afflict you and he 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 convinces you that's that's a great idea and that's what you should do and you, wow you're really smart for doing that you're not like everybody else one of the one of the dialogues in um uh the movie goodfellas is like we're not like other people you know we 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 do things you know we're not some bum who works a regular job we do what we want and take what we want and that is like the spirit of rebellion and that is a stronghold of evil uh, and selfishness to combine um you know and that's and that's where we we need to to aggressively fight the lord and we can even the enemy will even use the doctrines of christianity to keep you locked in chains because, right. because i'm forgiven and you know i'm just a sinner saved by grace all shucks and this is what i do this is who i am uh this right. this week i had a gentleman say you know this sin feels like who I am and and so he talked about um you know um dealing with this sin and how he you know he's got sin in his life but he goes to you know to the father in prayer and he gets forgiveness and I'm like I'm like so how much you know I know you say that is a general thing you know how how long how long do you have victory over this sin and the guy literally picks up his wrist and starts to look at his watch well it's about and I was like, "Are you are you serious?" I'm mean, yeah. I'm like, "You're." That's uh, a horror story. It, That's not it, freedom. It's daily. It's it's semi daily that we're falling into this. I'm like, you have to resist. Mm -hmm. You have to fight. And I literally said this. I'm like, right, right the enemy is right here with you, and he and he's yeah. right there with you because you've given him a foothold to your life, yeah. and you feel that this is part of you, that you're powerless to fight. And you just go to forgiveness. I'm like, you're in the sin, confess, sin, confess cycle. You have to change your thinking and, or, you know, look for that way of escape. And that's the way the, the Holy Spirit talks to us, too. One of the most um, compelling uh, arguments for walking in the spirit and the fact that he communicates with us was was uh, uh, talked to uh, about by Dr. Marcus Warner, who who had a saint uh, tell him about the way of escape and he said you know read that verse and he had him read it and he goes well, okay the next time you're tempted or having trouble ask for the ask for the lord to reveal to you the way of escape and so yeah. he ran into a situation where he where he's in conflict and he thought in his head you know okay lord help me with this and he was shown away and he was given a bible verse and then he realized that his relationship with god wasn't just a bunch of doctrine about this is that and this is this and these things are authoritatively right legally, but that God was interacting with him and, and inspiring him to not go into sin, to to change. But if you you're not if you're not 
seeking and fighting and resisting the enemy, you know, submit to God, resist the devil, and they'll flee from you. Um, that's the process of victory and freedom that we have in Christ. But people just believe, Satan will go, no, no, you're a sinner. And God forgives you. And you'll just continue in this. You're always going to struggle with this. And that's a common lie told by the, the world because it's so difficult to overcome. Because many people who need to overcome don't have Christ in their life and they don't know how to walk in the spirit. And so that's that's the uh, that's the news out there. People are addicted. They're born this way. All these things. And they're all lies of the enemy. These are the strongholds that, you know, the casting down arguments, you know, as, as the, the verse says, we need to cast down. That's not true. You know, I'm not a I'm not a victim. I'm a victim. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I can be victorious in Christ. Yeah. That's great, Mark. Uh, I just say amen to all of that. And what you just described is just pathetic. Uh, and it's uh, uh, the tragedy, again, is that some sectors of the of the church uh, deny this dimension of spiritual warfare and uh, and, and therefore suffer the consequences of, of living constituents, living a powerless life and not a victorious life, and not certainly not the abundant life that Jesus promises in John 10.10, 10, mm. uh, just walking in that, that uh, cycle, uh, sin, forgiveness, uh, every, every 20 minutes, and never really uh, uh, experiencing newness of life or, 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 or change. Um, uh, a, a, another key verse that we can embrace is First uh, John 4, 4, which says, he who is in you is greater than who is in the world. So um, our, our, our source of truth, our source of power, it, it's, it's really not a, a fair uh, arm wrestle here. No. <laughs> God, we got to call, call him in. We got to call in the big guns. We got to call him in the spirit. Because yeah. otherwise, <laughs> he is greater than, you know, in you than who's in the world. But you have to, you have to believe it and you have to utilize it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, one of our saints says, said in a preaching, uh, favor, favor ain't, ain't fair. And it, it isn't fair, but we have to access that favor. You know, yeah. we don't just walk around nebulously thinking it's going to fall on the sky, out of the sky on us. Mm. So um, uh, verse five says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The King James uses uh, casting down imaginations and keeping with the uh, warfare motif, consider this as image nations. So this is, it just gives you a good war uh, uh, or word picture as to what the conflict looks like. These imaginations or, or thoughts uh, that, uh, or arguments, all of the above, uh, that are, are bouncing around between our ears, uh, it, it's like, a, it's, it, they're like uh, uh, conflicting kingdoms at, 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 conflicting kingdoms at war with each other and it, it can be it can be ugly and nasty sometimes powers and principalities uh, so, or you know, those those evil nations or you know yes. darkness yeah yeah uh bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of christ so real freedom is found in alignment with the will of god um mm -hmm. someone used the word picture of an astronaut right floating around in space uh, an astronaut floating around in space is not free it may seem free because it's untethered by, by gravity or, or anything, just floating, but it can't accomplish anything. But if that mm -hmm. same astronaut will tether himself or herself 
to a line or to a pole or to a fixed object, then that astronaut can uh, uh, accomplish something. And our fixed object is the word of God. Mm -hmm. uh, this, is, it, this is not a, um, a, a, a an oppressive thing. It's not, uh, uh, oh, you know, you're in bondage, uh, uh, you Christians, because, you know, all you do is, is run around and, and quote the Bible and you think that that's uh, the, the, the source of all truth. Yes. <laughs> well, it is. It is. Guilty as charged. the universe. <laughs> really? Come on now. Uh, consider the source. You know, what's your source of truth? What's your the New York Times? Is that your source of truth? Uh, Oprah? Is, is that your source of truth? Really? These are very temporal things. Nietzsche, you know, anybody, uh, uh, Christopher Hitchens, uh, are these people, uh, is this realm of thinking your source of truth mm -hmm. it's temporal and it's and it's classically failed it's classically failed right. it's not logically consistent and it you know it's the word of god endures forever oh. um so that's real freedom uh psalm 119 is a beautiful psalm that exalts the the, the word of god uh the psalmist says forever O lord your word is settled in heaven Verse 11 or 16 says, I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Uh, that was 16. Verse 11 says, your word I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Mm -hmm. There's, uh, the process is described right there. I have displaced darkness with the light of God's word. I have displaced um, evil or ungodly thinking with truth. You know, and and reap the benefit of that. Okay, that the benefit is is called delight. I delight in your word. Uh, and so, finally, in closing, uh, Proverbs uh, twenty three seven, which Doctor uh, Henry Wright uses in the opening of his uh, chapter as the uh, subtitle, he says uh, uh, Proverbs twenty three seven: For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Mm. So this is very tethered to our identity. Right. For to our uh, again, our our soulishness, our sense of self, who we are uh, as we thinketh, <laughs> so are we. Um, and so better to thinketh and ponder the things of God and the promises of God, what he says about us, who he says we are, what he says we can do, what he says we shouldn't do. For our benefit, not for our oppression or or uh, or, or hardship. And, and so all this is played out in the uh, in in our thought life. And um, again, I want to emphasize that we're not uh, just under the whimsical uh, uh, control of spiritual forces that are constantly swooping in and wreaking havoc in our minds. But we have a role to play. We're kind of like, you know, the. The, the, the net in, in the ping pong uh, or the pickleball, right? Everybody's playing pickleball tournament as to determine uh, what to embrace and entertain and, and what we're going to reject. And this uh, in this information society that we live in, uh, we really must take pause as to what we're uh, 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 dabbling in and, and, and embracing. Uh, and, and, and so... Um, you know, even I put myself under the microscope there. There's so many podcasts and things out there. Uh, and uh, we're just another one. 
but our aim is also to, always to rightly divide the, the word of truth mm. and to uh, appoint people to Christ. Uh, it, it's not about us. We're not, we're not <laughs> elevating or perpetrating a new philosophy or a new theology or, or a new anything. Uh, mm -hmm. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we're just uh, recognizing that and, and, and uncovering the jewel in, 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 to some extent. We're looking at a lot of different sources, mm -hmm. uh, uh, trying to uh, unpack this mystery. Mm -hmm. um, it's beautiful. And, and uh, it's uh, genuinely enjoying the, the pilgrimage. <laughs> Amen. 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 So um, yeah. uh, thank you, guys. Would you like to uh, pray for us? Yeah, yeah. Let, me, uh, let me close this out in prayer. That was uh, an excellent study, and it really is close to my heart. And uh, for anyone who's listening, uh, I just say one final thing before I uh, pray us out is um, whether it's the world, the flesh, or the devil, um, yeah. the re their response is to believe in the word of God and apply that to your life, and, and you'll defeat all those um, with the spirit of truth. You know, so. Um, so let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you uh, for another day in your kingdom. Thank you for your word, Lord. Uh, you know, um, we, can, we are sanctified by your word. We're saved by your word uh, because the word is Jesus. And when we put our faith in him, and agree with what he told us um, we can overcome the world the flesh and the devil uh, because you empower us when we call on your authority and your wisdom and your strength um, we can move mountains uh, in our lives and, and set the captives free uh, lord we just pray for your holy spirit to go into the world today to set more captives free to open the eyes of the blind and this heal the people who need to be healed in their spirits. Um, Lord, we just pray for you to bless all the pastors out there who deliver the word of God. Um, today, we pray for you to anoint their messages to quicken the spirits of the dead and to um, and to uh, also uh, anoint the, uh, the, the, the worship teams that uh, proclaim uh, the goodness of God and lift your, uh, lift your name in, in praise. And, of course, to the, bless the fellowship and the work of the church today, um, where we can come together and receive sanctuary and healing and, and, and friendship, um, Lord, because we desperately need it. And we need one another uh, as mm. we this world so we just pray for you to bless all those things and lord uh we love you we we praise you we thank you we pray all these things in the mighty name of jesus amen amen, amen. all right uh wonderful study uh, near and dear to my heart as uh we're all about encouraging one another in what's possible and a life uh, the abundant life that jesus christ said is available to us is possible when we submit to god and resist the devil and live yes. a good and righteous life where we share the, the love of god and show it to everyone with the way we live um yes if you want to uh, know more about this freedom message that we've been talking about and you know basically pointing out the word of god and how do we do this thing called the christian life we invite you to check out our archives of uh, bible studies that go all the way back to 2021 uh they're on the podcast and our youtube channel in one form or another and uh we invite you to check out and join our bible study with that and um to check out mtforchrist.org every every day where we, we try to put something out there to encourage you um drawing on the wisdom of of the word of god and, and mighty men and women of god who uh who are right. to help us by telling us what it's all about 
Um, so from Arthur and Susanna uh, and my wife, Tammy Lynn, and I, we say uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you for the new subscribers that uh, came along this week. And uh, we, we, we say God bless you all. Amen. As we stop the recording. <laughs>